welcome back to yet another episode of the Slam Richmond Podcast. It is I, your host, January Garcia. Sorry for the delay on this one, but we had a really busy July, but we are super excited to bring you these poets tonight. This time around, we have Jackson X, a spoken word artist who rocked our venue for the first time. Renee, with her customary sad poem and happy song. Our feature Shemi, a two-spirit poet, playwright, editor, and an organizer based in DC. And finally, Gersh Truly, live from our show with a couple of poems. It's a great lineup if I do say so myself, and I hope y'all enjoy it. First on our lineup, we have Jackson X, with three short rhyming poems about heartbreak, depression, and life. my love interest nor even my friend the best i can realize is my past needs to mend i gave up the drinking and then went the drugs her hatred of me is like a familiar hug at times she's my mother controlling and cruel but when she plays daddy sex is rough i'm a tool i say that i hate her but i crave the abuse she gave my world meaning some substance a use i'm frightened she's gone now it's been five long days i've been playing cool with others while I cry out my days. I don't care what her needs are or whether she's fed. I just need her to come back to put my demons to bed. The truth as I know it is fucked up at best. My reasons are skewed, I make God take a test. (laughs) (laughs) My fears I deem grounded in all encounters with you. I can double talk the devil, make him doubt all he knew. I think for a living so I cover my eyes that I never reveal where my demons reside. You don't want to know me, don't even ask why. My power's in words and can cause you a high. But fuck with my feelings that I even I don't understand. And my tongue will guide you to jump as though God took your hand. Depression's a bitch with its fucked up mind games. One minute you'll love you, next one you're to blame. You need others to notice. Please simply ask why. But you're already constructing your refusal reply. You need them to beg you. You need to feel safe. All those things were denied you in your family place. You tell them you're okay. You're just feeling blue. You swear that you tell them because your friendship is true. The pain or expectance of them leaving you be. You rationalize it's God telling you that you weren't meant to be. The sad truth with lending to the suicide rail is you'll only be remembered as a cautionary tale. That's my time. Thank you, Jackson X. We hope you pay us another visit soon. Next up, we have Renee Brown, one of our regulars and a personal friend of our feature for this episode. True to her character as a Gemini, Renee is a multi-talented individual with vivid and somber storytelling in her poems and hilarious and heartwarming songs that she improvises on the stage. We love Renee, and we know you will too, so let's have a listen. Toxic masculinity is like being clumsy. Despite how detrimental it is, it is easily forgiven. When you're clumsy, despite who you hurt, you're always asked if you're okay. Your voice matters. 
even though you're the reason my friend fell down the stairs, as long as she's okay, as long as she is alive, what difference does it make? Clumsy, like toxic masculinity, is easily forgivable when everyone is doing the same thing as you. There are clumsy people abound and they all fall the same way. What's the point of adjusting yourself if they're only going to ask you if you're okay? Meanwhile, after we may or may not have helped up the victim, laughed at the victim, say you will be fine, and that's supposed to be enough for their satisfaction, there are no reparations for those affected by clumsy people. In the court of law, accidents fly by all the time, three months, six months, a short probation stint, a slap on the wrist, a wink even. We all, wanna ruin, we all don't want to ruin this clumsy fool's education, not over one mistake, not over one little accident. She'll get over it. We all will. And so it's okay to dance around this line between clumsiness and forget it, everything will be fine. We look the other way as she's trying to hold her clothes. We clap this boy on the back and say he's one of ours. No corrections, no walking classes to ensure this never happens again and it becomes an epidemic. Soon everyone is falling. Some think it's cool, some think it's clever because nobody says anything when somebody falls on top of another person. You can't really prove it. Everyone has their own side of the story, and this could be just an exaggeration of the truth. Those bruises on her body are her just making a mountain out of a molehill. Relax. They remind that no one acknowledges the pain. No one asks whether this is the first time this has happened or if there's any way they can make you feel more safe. They remind that we want you to relive the experience. We want you to tell us all in excruciating detail what happened from the top of the stair to the fall to the bottom. We want to know it all. And if it doesn't satisfy us, it doesn't matter if you fell or if you fall again, because being clumsy is not a crime, and neither is toxic masculinity. Oh, this poem, 30, for the first time ever, like traveling alone and this is how i know i'm a gemini so i had my two bags on this plane ride then i landed safely thank the stars but I didn't tell my fiance is that that first day I left my book bag outside the plane. So yeah, and I lucked. It's where things are topsy-turvy, go left and right, but magically turn out all right. And I cried at the security gate. And luckily as fate would have it, she came with my bag on her shoulder. And then, because there's always a then when you're a Gemini. <laughs> Get in the car to fly back home, but we're not quite on time. And though I may have technically halted the plane, may I say the flight 
was technically late anyway. I was in the middle. So, Gemini luck. Kinda topsy-turvy, not quite perfect, but magically you end up relatively on your feet. Thanks, Renee. You're the best. And next on our show is, well, me who goes by the name of January Garcia. Not too much to say about my own work, I guess, so I'm just going to turn it over to the clip and let you have at it. Bone apple teeth, y'all. If Atlas is holding up the whole world, who is going to hold up Atlas? Don't you suppose he would like to be held? To be held in someone's arms, light as a feather and heavy like an anchored boat, a good heavy. Those arms get tired. They forget all the things arms were made to do. Atlas got a cramp once in his upper back. He let his grip loosen once and saw the earth quake above his head. That's not what these arms were built to do, not built to destroy or forsake. Love means letting the world crush you so long as it doesn't under the weight of itself. Sometimes Atlas looks up under the weight of the world and wishes he could live there. His eyes are so close to the atmosphere of the earth, he sees all the happy people being held in arms that love them. If he could live there too, he would, if he could be weightless. Silver Screen Coming to a theater near you, summer 2019. Hue Symphony of Arwus and Pipas and Shamisen and Gaigums and Gongs. From the visionaries who brought you box office hits such as The Last Airbender and Gods of Egypt comes the time-honored story of a daughter fulfilling her duty to her father and mother and most importantly, her heart. A modern, live-action, all-white, alt-right, all right, retelling of the beloved classic Disney's Mulan. Hugh more gong sounds. Starring Scarlett Johansson as our beloved heroine, Megan. By the way, we're renaming it Megan. Chris and or Liam Hemsworth as Megan's gallant knight in shining armor, Sean. And in his debut role as Megan's wisecracking reptile companion, Milo Yiannopoulos as Mushu. Insert more gong sounds. Set in the lush foothills of picturesque Arizona, in the shadow of the Great Wall of Mexico, Megan, or really Sean while Megan stands behind him as a good woman should, must defend the country against the looming threat of the Hun invasion led by the dark and sinister Sean Yu, played by Morgan Freeman. while still preserving her dignity for the good of her family and the good of all China, I mean America, who gives a fuck about those commies, also starring Emma Stone as Megan number two. Jennifer Lawrence as Megan number three. We can't have enough Megans. John Cho as one of the Huns. 
John Cho as another one of those Huns, and George Lopez as another unnamed Hun. We're progressive. Megan, like nothing you've ever seen before, coming soon in Disney Dolby 2.0 and 3D surround sound. More gong sounds followed by more gong sounds as the screen fades. The spool of 35 millimeter film rips the last few frames through the projector. The reel spins uncontrollably and the clicking grows faster and faster, faster than a heart going into cardiac arrest. Click, 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 click. The celluloid bursts into flames and through the firelight you can see the wicked stepmother cackling frame by frame by frame fades to white. Thanks, everyone, for the listen. I hope you enjoyed it. And now to our feature. Shemi is not only a poet and a performer. She is the artistic director of an artist collective for two-spirit persons in D.C. called Nelwat Ishkamewe. She also brought their book, Two Spirits Belong Here, a dual language anthology of literary works by two-spirit artists. Shemi curated, translated, and edited the anthology. For her feature, she will read a poem by one of the artists, I Am From by Pablo Ventura, as well as many of her own poems from various publications. You'll get to hear some of Shemi's sonnets, as well as many of her spoken word pieces, which show the influences of her work as a playwright and actress. During her performance, she told us the meaning behind the words two-spirit. They are connected to her trans identity from her native El Salvadoran heritage. Her queer identity is intrinsically tied to the fight for the decolonization of the Americas. And with that, here's Shami. I'm hustling. Don't know where to go. Brown trans femme just going with the flow. I'm hustling. Don't know where to stay. Brown trans femme just trying to get away. I'm hustling. Don't know where to lie. Brown trans femme, I just want to get by. I'm hustling. Don't know where to be. Brown trans femme, I just want to be me. Yeah, I'm a brown. Trans femme was good. <laughs> yes, yeah, good to be me. It's good to be brown. It's good to be trans. It's good to be a femme. But you know, people don't treat us too good, us brown trans femmes. They don't treat us too good. They don't treat my sisters too good either, my black trans femmes. They don't treat them too good. Being a brown trans femme is, well, fun. <laughs> Difficult. <laughs> Scary. But at the end of it all, 
I'm proud to be a brown trans femme, proud to be Metsali, proud to be indigenous, proud to be Siwayul, proud to be a two-spirit. Can you feel it? Can you feel my spirit? This brown trans femme has a message for you. I'm hustling, don't know where to go. Brown trans femme just going with the flow. I'm hustling, don't know where to stay. Brown trans femme just trying to get away. I'm hustling, don't know where to lie. Brown trans femme just trying to get by. I'm hustling, don't know where to be. Brown trans femme, I just want to be me. You ask me what is Latinx, as though to accuse me of a great misdeed. You ask me to explain myself. Mi gente, mi pueblo, des que luchan por mi hermana. You ask me to guide you, teach you, make you hip to new terminology, to words too difficult for your mouth to say, words with roots in decolonization, in breaking down our internalized white supremacy, our internalized trans misogynoir, our internalized hate for ourselves. You ask me what is Latinx, as though you don't already know. Columbus never landed in your America. He landed in ours. He stole our lands. He raped our women. He inspired generations of hate. Mestizaje. Hate for oneself. Hate for our black mothers. Hate for our indigenous grandmothers. Hate for our brown skin. Hate for our languages. Stolen through violence. Destroyed through faith. Forgotten through survival. You ask me what is Latinx. I say we are the gender-fucked queerbies of the savages your people hate so much. The savages your papa could not kill. The savages your mama could not take advantage of. The savages that survived, that endured, that rose up and said we are not savages. We are beautiful black and brown humans whose lives have been overrun by a sick people. A people with no morals, a dying people, a people with no respect for mother earth or father sky. You ask me what is Latinx, as though asking Google was too hard. A mí me dicen el negro llorona. Negro, pero cariñoso. They call me darkness, weeping woman. Darkness, but loving 
Yo soy como el chile verde orona, picante, pero sabroso. I am like the green pepper weeping woman, delicious and spicy. Llego desnuda a la casa de mi madre. Mi madre es la luna. Le lloro. ¡Madre! Soy morena. Soy cariñosa. Soy la llorona. Siwanahual. Mujer con valor, mujer llorando. I am like the green pepper weeping woman, delicious and spicy. My women weep. My mothers run to survive. They sell themselves out on those streets to feed us, to protect us from men like you. I am like the green pepper weeping woman, delicious and spicy. Oh, Yorona, poor woman, every woman, I am La Yorona. I am La Yorona's daughter. La Yorona is my daughter. We are all weeping women. When will we stop weeping? Why must you see us weep? We weep. I am. Like the green pepper, weeping woman, delicious and spicy. I will take you to the river. I am the weeping woman. I will take you to the river. I will make you want me. I will make you desire me. Ven conmigo. Deja que te agarre por tu alma. Let me take you to the river. Let me take you to the river. In that river, that sacred river, I will love on you. I will sing you sweet songs. I am like the green pepper weeping woman. Delicious and spicy. Come. 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 To the river. This poem is called the I Am From poem. I am from the collisions and explosions of tectonic plates. I am from volcanoes always boiling, 
ever ready to bleed out, and villages of people eager to lament songs through the destruction to burn alive like candles at vigils. I am from the sweet nectar of mangoes dripping from sweet children's chins. I'm from the freshly picked fruit out of trees that know nothing but giving. I am from the most fertile lands those trees found home in, what the lava left behind. I am from the still warm brown soil that carries the music of those incinerated in the blast, blast, blast. I am from their notes. I am from their voices. That's like a mother's heartbeat comforts us and gives us the nourishment we need to learn to move our feet. I am from the dance the moon leads the sea in, a sacred synchronicity that leaves us all in awe, reverts us back to pools of water, mirroring the beautiful and balanced forces around and inside of us. I am from the fathers, mothers, and children that killed each other in the war, torn and broken families that now want to eat together, drink together, forgive and heal together, meet on the battlefield of the backyard dance floor and move with the music, otra vez, unidos, united again. I am from the trips to El Mercado con mi mami, trips with my mom to the market making sincere eye contact with all those without homes on our way, like so sincere that when you looked into their eyes, you saw yourself reflected. I am from how she stopped to meet each one of them in their paralyzed presence, made me say hello, made me really see them, how it made them smile. And I am from how she prayed that they would be gifted the power to hear the music and the plates shifting beneath us, so that they might learn to move again. I am from the tenemos que salir adelante that she whispered to me on the way home, as if to say we must fight together against the forces that make us all victims. I am from the spells cast in my abuelita's cocina, how when she breathed in, she turned poverty into sustenance. I'm from the magic of making empty pots and pans, eight empty children's bellies overflow with maiz, with tortilla, with arroz, with sal even. Whatever the earth gave to her that day, what sleight of hand do you know that can compare to that kind of actual sorcery? I am from my grandmother's fiery breath that came when there was a threat to her magic, how she dropped pots and pans, picked up a 357 magnum, turned it into dragon, and turned dangers into dead. I am from the fear of men, like the fear of wolves among sheep, and the hatred and disposability of the feminine, like the dead trans women, Yasuri Orellena and Daniela Rodriguez, with bullet holes running in their brains, found rotting in the streets of La Paz. I am from the irony of their blood running in the streets of La Paz. I am from the pieces my mother lost when her own uncle raped her at only five years old. 
I and from the respect that she was too scared to lose for her father and his belt and his pistol when he tried to rape her just eight years later. I am from the teeth marks on my mother's honest tongue. After she told my grandmother, and Abuelita numbly said, Nunca más hables de eso. Never speak of that again. Then, she proceeded to beat my mother for men's crimes while tears streamed down both their once innocent faces. I am from the shame. I am from the silence. I am from this violence. I am from the ashes of pueblitos that danced through the flames, flew in the air over the salted sea, and came back to mound the earth that birthed them. I am from the silent song of those sweet mango trees that dance with the plates and somehow find some way to grow there still. At the DMD, I became woman when the cis white lady gave me my card. All I needed was my legal token, but I guess that task was just too damn hard. The cis white lady said to me, dear girl, I don't think I can put the little S without some sort of letter or referral, then walked away and called some cis man Jeff. I said, hold up, I have a letter. I have a letter here, no need to call for backup, we got this. She read my doctor's note and said, my dear, you'll have your woman card in just a gif. Though all I wanted was my DL good, I got me access to white womanhood. Before I knew I was a woman such, I asked my mother what made her one too. She struck me in the face with a big brush, said such a disgrace that has become you. I knew I was a girl playing a boy, cut my hair real short to please my mother, act like others wanted always their toy. My mental health went farther and farther. Why do folks hate on kids who change their place, never giving them chances to grow up? Can't youth have the chance to finish the race? Will grown hate stay visible and corrupt? If my mother let me be a woman, I would not be left in all this ruin. As a certified medical female, I speak only truth, no time to tell lies. I am the right path, I do not derail. After losing me, you'll only have cries. You are so sexy, the men cry out. Girl, let me eat you, the dykes often nest. The sissies ain't shit, I have so much clout. I only date MBs who are TS. Didn't take pills for people who judge me, grew titties for MBs indigenous. Two-spirit people allow me to see that others are simply oblivious. This transsexual body is a temple meant to be loved by two-spirit people. Because I didn't have my woman card on my person, they said I was a man. I never thought that gender could be this hard, but they took those words and with that they ran. I said to them, hold up, don't make mistakes. I am a woman irreversible. Those words themselves did make the spirits break and they didn't know what they were able. I'm a female medically and legally. You must treat me as you would anybody. They said because I had a male body, they, they, they said because I was a male baby, they must treat me as they would any son. 
Though it's just a colonial symbol, that little F would have made everything simple. Is there a place for two spirits in the native community? Does our queerness, our transness, our non-binary physicality threaten the red road? Do creators, children who don't subscribe to white supremacy, to the gender binary, to trans misogyny, not deserve a space, not deserve respect, not deserve life? Do our lives, our existences threaten yours? Are you afraid of the big brown weirdo, the angry tranny, the pissed off queer? Are you so afraid that you would choose to not break bread with us? To not help us when we have nothing left? No family? No resources? Nothing but ourselves? Are you afraid that we will take you out? Because that's what we're afraid of. Afraid of saying hello too kindly or goodbye too rudely. That my life to you has no worth. That my life to you is disposable, that I won't survive my next interaction with you, that you'll shun us from this space, that you'll deny us community, that you'll shun us into extinction. Your hate, your anger, your disapproval, your confusion creates a culture of exclusion, a culture of erasure, a culture of genocide, a culture that says it's okay to not make space to make fun, to ignore, kill. Your ignorance is erasing us. Your erasure is killing us. You are killing us. I'm afraid to call myself a two-spirit. One day, there will be zero two spirits left. Your exclusion will drive us all into hiding, into questioning ourselves. Am I two spirit enough? Am I? Am I? Am I? Does my queerness, my, my detribalization, my separation from my people take away from my two-spiritedness? I am two-spirit enough. I am my ancestors' descendants. I come from ancestors who gave me that right, that power, that privilege. I am two-spirit. And I belong here. Two spirits belong here. We are still here. We have always been here. And we will always be here. Papa Diush, thank you very much. Folks. That was July's feature, Shemi the Two-Spirit. I encourage you to check out her artist collective, Nelwat Ishkamewe, and the anthology, Two Spirits Belong Here. Another round of thanks to our month's features and spotlights, Shemi, Jackson X, and Renee, and to everyone for listening. If you'd like to take part in the show, be it performer or listener, please join us every first Saturday of the month in Studio 59, 
Plant Zero, Richmond, Virginia. Our writing workshop begins at 5.30 p.m., the open mic and artist feature at 8.30 p.m. The Slam Richmond podcast is a production of Slam Richmond. It is edited by Tyler Grillcheese Eldred and hosted by January Garcia. Our theme music is by Budo Fox. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and our new Facebook page, all at Slam Richmond. And feel free to share, subscribe, and leave a comment on our show. So until next time, Slam fam, keep on writing the good right.